Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Pod Network Entertainment. going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run! Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov. The star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Emil Nate checking in for our first podcast of 2024, aka year 10 of the Wrestling Wrestling yeah. Podcast. Happy New Year, boys. Yeah. Uh, happy New Year to everyone. Everyone listening to this. And, uh, uh, safe New Year in I think we're all safe. Naman. Nobody reported anything. Nobody reported any missing fingers. Or <laughs> oh, bupa naman yung mga daliri natin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, Happy New Year to everyone. And again, bagong, uh, bagong simula, bagong start. So let's, uh, let's, get, let's get it done with some wrestling talk uh, this week. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say na kung meron mang nagpapotok sa loob sa September pa naman natin malalaman yung result, diba? So. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck na lang sa inyo. Oh, yeah. Good luck na lang. <laughs> All right, we have a lot to talk about as usual. Uh, we took the last couple of weeks off, not just for ourselves, but also for our friends over at the Pod Network who've been doing some stellar work for, for us, by the way. Uh, you know, we also wanted to give them a break uh, from, from their podcast duties, but it's great to be back in the saddle and to be podcasting with you guys again, or in your case, the listeners. So talk to you guys about some wrestling again. So let's get right to it and give you our weekend reactions. Let's lump Monday Night Raw in there as well because we're recording this on Tuesday, January 2. And as a lot of people speculated and predicted, it was indeed Dwayne The Rock Johnson who showed up on Monday Night Raw. But hindi lang naman siya yung former WWE champion na nakakita. It was actually Rose Boy Jinder Mahal. Yeah. And I gotta say, when I heard Jinder's music, I was laughing like hell. I loved it. I loved the troll job. <laughs> I mean, talagang may naniwala na siya yung big surprise. Like, I mean, you know, Jinder's great and all. Like, I, he's pretty well like backstage. But <laughs> I think everyone knew that they weren't gonna, you know. Put him out as the biggest surprise uh, to start the new year. Right? So uh, it's pretty funny. Um, other than that, uh, he was pretty much right about the US as well. So uh, only America would be booing someone who talks shit about America. But that was funny. It was funny. And I would say that 
I think the whole uh, fake out was the highest point of that segment. That doesn't say a lot if you say na ano na the fake out was the best part. It means yeah. it downhill from there. Oh yes, oh yes. I will, we will talk about this. So, uh, okay, okay. So, yes, okay. The Rock showed up. Everyone, everyone lost it. Um, people predicted it was going to be The Rock. Uh, medyo hindi siya kasi shocking because he appeared a few months ago on SmackDown, right? Yeah, uh, like Pat yeah. yeah. So, uh, hindi na siya out of the window na uh, you know The Rock can't ever come back to WWE and stuff like that. So uh, we've established that. So The Rock comes out and then does his thing. Does does The Rock's thing? May halong uh, American pride, US yeah. pride. What was the US equivalent of Pinoy pride? Basa US pride. America. Yeah. America. <laughs> so he touched on that. Um, obviously, they designed the whole gender thing to get, you know, uh, The Rock to be able to talk about uniting the US. Right? And then, um, as Jinder said, being all jingoistic about it. So it was super bad. But that wasn't even the bad part. The, the part where The Rock does The Rock things wasn't even up to, you know, The Rock's usual standards. Right? So, and ng na parang sablay, and I mean, like the, the asshole face. Who says that? Like that was that was such a weak rock uh, zinger, right? Like um, yung yung toxic something he called gender toxic. Like that's that's the best the rock can do in twenty twenty four, Like what happened to the rock? If, if, yung mga oh, we had it so much better back in the day, right? Back in two thousand, right? Back in the two thousands, you can say that about the rock who showed up. Tonight on you know in in the first night of the year of our Lord 2024 it wasn't lang, good. L- let me ask you this, Ro. Because in the year of or in this era of being politically correct, baka that's what the Rock has been. He's been distilled and Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But I guess there was also a way to do it without you know without making it seem lame. You know, parang uh People people like to talk about you know comedians self censoring and all that, but this was the worst because you expect the Rock to come in and then usually do his thing. He was he threw on words like asshole, so he was able to cuss a little bit. He could say bitch, he could say asshole, but when he said them, parang hindi siya pumatok eh, I mean, for me, hindi siya, I don't know if it's because I've heard people. Do deliver better insults on the mic in wrestling, like CM Punk could do something better than that. And the fact that The Rock has to rely on his usual juvenile gimmick and then not really deliver anything that I find funny, that, that that's kind of telling. Even if you say that, I know. Even if you say that he's you know running for higher office or he you know he's a he's a superstar for the kids as well as a movie star for the kids, you know it, it's just weird. It it just felt off to me. It wasn't his best night. Mm-hmm. It's actually messed up that we're talking about The Rock, a wrestler and actor, and him running in the office and it being like serious and anything. Now, there's a legit possibility that it could happen. It's messed up. You know, I know. So earlier today, so I, I kind of slept through the first hour of First hour of Raw, and then I woke up and um in the Discord diva, I said, "What in?" God's name is this pro USA promo from The Rock. You say I really don't know. Like this is the first time I've seen a Rock doing this uh pro USA promo. Now, palagi he's pandering to the crowd. Now, 
parang tatak mo siya for presidency. Yun yung, yun yung, ano, yun yung talagang lumabas dun sa promo na yun for me. Like, it's just weird. It's a very weird rock promo. Na, and it makes me think, if he is really running for office, like he can't bring any of this wrestling stuff on in his campaign because it looks awkward as hell. Um, I, yeah, uh, we were talking about this on the Discord uh, chat with our patrons, and it was basically us flash forwarding to the plot of plot of Young Rock. Like if you <laughs> ever watched Young Rock, Emil. Yeah. Oh. Be, now you gotta watch it. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert: uh, DJ actually runs for president, and that's the entire um, plot of Young Rock. That he's Chaka, trying to make himself a, a look as good as possible for that presidential run. Chaka, you see there how he has an actual relationship with the Iron Sheik, as he mentioned in the promo. Mm. So uh, a lot of that stuff I, I found out there. So he's not he's not kidding about that. So <laughs> go, go catch that, Emil. It's funny. I will. I will. It's funny for it's funny for the idea that uh, Rock was kind of legitimizing his potential plans for running for office. Yeah. So yeah. Yunga, uh, since we're already talking about it, do you think he actually is running for president now that he's broken out his pro America stick? You, you know, know what? what? At this point, if we had a WWE Hall of Famer became a president of the United States, then this, this might happen. Uh, yeah, that's true. We did. We do have one, at least one Hall of Famer who became president. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it all feels very Robin Padilla at this point. Yung, yeah. yung platform niya, kanyare, na, mm. uh, you know, jingoistic, uh, U.S. pride. Then you know, that's not that's not a lot to stand on. Like, what what is that even? <laughs> so this is much closer to FPJ than Robin Padilla, actually. No, it's all, it's all the same. I think it's all the same. Yeah. Um, well, that's the actual own Padilla FPJ. Nung panahon ni FPJ natanda ko, you were, you were a child back then. Yeah, I was six. FPJ was running. <laughs> uh, but I remember FPJ's uh, campaign didn't really do much. It, it, didn't, really, it didn't really say much. Um, he was just playing to emotion. But going back to The Rock, uh, well, it, it's, it's a thing to pop the crowd. But, you know, I, I guess I'm speaking for myself when I say na. This I, I see right through this stuff. Uh, whatever the Rock does, I say it's not. It's 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 not substantial in any way. It was only substantial because he was trying to rally, you know, patriotic feelings. But that's against about gender. it. Yeah. Oh, against gender, and we're so backwards. <laughs> At least he he did say that uh, we don't hate you because you're Indian or whatever. So that's that's a step in one direction, in the right direction, I guess. Hmm. But uh, other than that. Well, yeah, it's it's the rock pop in the crowd. This is what I this is what I was saying uh, when I was talking about LA Knight before. Now, LA Knight has to avoid this stuff. If if he's already channeling and evoking the rock and Steve Austin, kailangan yung iwasan yung part na mababaw lang talaga yung gimmick nila. When you re- yeah. when you really think about it, when you really think about it in a creative sense, like yes, it's fun. Uh, if you're if, if you're part of that San Diego crowd, you're probably gonna be enjoying the fact that you were part of The Rock conducting your your crowd chat like a maestro, diba? But uh, this, other than that, like, ano po masasabi mo? Like, there wasn't any story here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, he did say at the end that he wanted to. Say oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. takeaway yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. of that, other than yeah. how so we, weird we, that promo was. We, we they. 
sa haba-haba ng ano, 'di ba? Sa simbahan din ang, ang tapos, 'di ba? <laughs> so, uh, I wish we got that instead. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many yeah. minutes spent on <laughs> trashing Tinder and, and and feeling the feelings about the US. All when we just needed that one money shot, 'di ba? It's like the worst porn I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> So yun, he uh, asked San Diego, oh, saan ba tayo kakain? Am I going to sit at a booth? Am I going to sit at a bar? Or am I going to sit at the head of the table? And right in that moment when he said those words, am I going to sit at the head of the table? I could just imagine Cody Rhodes uh, becoming a meme yet again. Because once again, here's another uh, roadblock to finishing his story. So what do you guys make of this? Yeah, uh, one thing. I, I thought that that line was the cleverest thing he'd said in years. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh, that's a nice. That's a nice setup. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah, think yeah, of it yeah. that way. Oh. Uh, uh, sorry, Emil, go ahead about Cody. Uh, I think it's way too early, too early to count Cody out. Um, uh, especially with the rumors that uh, the city of Perth uh, really wants the Rock uh, to appear at the chamber. So. Possibly they would get that out of the way and then continue with the Cody story. But things can change, you know. It's way too early for for things to to say. So I I just hope they do right by Cody this time. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, I think Triple H is at a point then after almost a year, about I think he's at a point now. He knows he has to deliver on the promise that they had. Uh, I think it's also worth noting that Australia did ask for The Rock. I mean, I guess it was the, the, the leverage that they had in allowing WWE to have a big PLE there in, in Perth, right? So um, we're doing this now because they want that for their show. So I think uh, in the end, and I'm, this is me pinning all my uh, benefits of the doubt to Triple H here. I think Hunter knows that uh, if he doesn't deliver the story that he wanted, he promised a year ago, uh, the honeymoon will def- will really be over. And sure, you can recover from that. But uh, you, you lose so much more. He will lose so much more if he doesn't do it, do it now. Yeah, so now that you uh, mentioned it, now, The Rock versus Roman Reigns looks like it could be the main event for Elimination Chamber. It gives Roman something to do in Perth. Uh, isn't there a part of you na medyo nanghihinayang na after all of these years na sinasabi ng mga tao sa internet or sa dirt sheets na oh Rock versus Roman has to be a wrestle WrestleMania moment na we're not even gonna get it at a WrestleMania? A, a, a little, a little bit, a little bit. Um, in in its in its in a vacuum, yes, I could say na because WrestleMania is all about the biggest matches that you can book, and there's possibly no match uh as big as you can book as The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Literally a movie star, a global star like The Rock going up against your biggest current star. You know? But again, with context, kasi, with everything that is going on, I'm pretty much okay with it not being in a mania, especially with the current setup that we have. Because And then the things that I know will in the future, I'm kind of okay with it. But I can see why some people could think that it the match will happen, but not at Mania. It's before Mania. So I, I can see how people can have feelings about it. Yeah. Uh, 
the, the thing is, is, I, is if you if you're here at this point, you would probably have observed that I'm not a big rock fan, and to me, this isn't really something that uh, you know uh, shivers my timbers, if you will. Um, Hindi, it's it's nice on paper, but I'm not really looking forward to it because I've seen the last dream match the Rock was in about ten years ago. Mm. Uh, that happened thrice, or you know, technically twice, mm. and it wasn't any, anything nice to write home about. Uh, people look back on it fondly because uh, The Rock was fun and entertaining during the build, but during the match, uh, people were poo-pooing all over it. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, uh, those matches were really meh. I mean, uh, they were okay. They were, they were just two guys playing the hits. And um, people maybe look back on it. Uh, they look back on it fondly because uh, it's two big big stars that we have now and you know two big stars you don't see anymore mm. but uh, it's not really something nice on paper so uh, I'm not excited about it and then two um, I'm gonna quote Shoemaker here if you have the match do the match right? uh, why wait because waiting would complicate things it could complicate things you know project Dwayne um you, you he might accept something and not be able to make it for WrestleMania 40 in 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 April so if he's free now um if he's able to do the match now wherever it is even if it's not WrestleMania do the match you have the match and uh you know, it's also good because it if you have the match, it's likely that you'll get the best ever gate that you'll draw in Australia, in Perth. And then that will pay dividends in the long term. You'll do business well for Australia, for Perth, and then you'll do good business for the boys and the girls. So, uh, yeah, again, it's going back to striking while the iron is hot. And then, you know, striking to make the iron hot. So, uh, who cares about WrestleMania? Just do the match. I'm just excited for the idea of Rock versus Roman just because of the story, the bana, the head of the table. And it's something that Roman has been holding over everyone's head for such a long time. And Baramiring Nixasabi na, oh, what if the Rock gets involved? Na, finally, we're getting it. Diba? The Rock finally acknowledges na Roman has been calling himself the head of the table of, of their family for such a long time. So chance then Rock to actually uh bite back and uh, stake his claim to being head of the table. So uh, I'm excited for how they're going to build to this, whether it's going to be at the Rumble or at Elimination Chamber. I'm hoping it's going to be at Elimination Chamber because it's uh, th- this is one of those events in wrestling fandom or wrestling canon that I would like to happen during our time zone. Yung tipong lahat tayo nasa ulirat, lahat tayo nakapagkapina and everything, as in gabi siya, uh, hindi yung tipong gigising tayo ng so- uh, sobrang aga just to watch this this PLE really build up to a head, right? So, uh, this is us, I guess, collectively manifesting that this is the Elimination Chamber match for Roman and that Cody still gets to finish his story at WrestleMania in Philly. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's, it's, it's a safe bet to... Uh, for It's a safe bet for that to happen. Because, you know, get your jokes out about fin- Cody not finishing the story. But uh, um, I think... Uh, they had already planned for this. Like maybe uh, they might have seen that the rock would come back somehow. I think the whole Perth thing just kind of forced their hand a little bit, but if that was the best way to get 
to Rock versus Roman because you honestly don't know when it's ever going to happen until this happened. Right? Then, you know, we're all for it. Right? Uh, who knows? Maybe some of us in the Philippines would fly over to 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 Perth to watch it. Then, yeah, who may think it's fun? I mean, uh, then that would be good business for all of them in the region. They would they would uh, they would see that if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually checking now if you can uh, if you can still buy tickets. But um, as I do this, any last thoughts on the Rock and his appearance and everything that he uh, brought to to Raw today? Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I almost forgot about the whole uh, head of the table thing. But uh, I mean, we could have done without the whole <laughs> the whole gender <laughs> thing. I, it's nice to see gender. It's actually really good to say he he stepped up and uh, had a nice promo. Uh, as a heel manager, but you know, uh, we could have cut the fat, but you know, with rock, there's always fat. Yeah, yeah. notoriously overtime. Like, yeah, that segment of oh, like yeah. 15 20 minutes. Yeah, it is 20 that can they, they... because uh, Giovanni Vinci got injured. The bus when I stopped you, match, nila, yeah, uh, yeah, Jay and Kofi. So, I guess it kind of balances out. All right, uh, last note here, marami pang tickets for Elimination Chamber in Perth. I'm, uh, I'm on Ticketmaster in Aust- uh, Australia right now. Marami pa. So uh, if you want to get your tickets now, uh, go right ahead. Uh, yeah. That's all we'll say about that. All right. Uh, let's cross over to AEW and talk about World's End because that happened on New Year's Eve Manila time. Zoom out muna tayo. Big thoughts coming out of World's End. What a finale, you know, for AEW in the best and worst way. Yeah. Uh, zoom out thoughts. Um this pay-per-view should not have happened the way it did. Uh, it was a three-match show. And I think that was the best time to copy. I know, you know, TK is allergic to copying things that WWE does, but inadvertently he does them. I say uh, some things you just have to repeat in the wrestling business. Like there's no, there's no choice but to do things that have been established by the biggest companies in the world, the most successful companies in the world. And this was one of those times that you should have cut down the show to five matches, like the three big matches that we had in the second hour and uh, the, the second half, uh, the last two hours, and doing the long women's matches. That's it. That's that's what you needed. That's all you needed. And we could have, you know, we could have happily ended the year with that. Uh, so there was so much to go through. It was okay, but uh, as a lot of people mentioned, it should have been for Dynamite and Collision of this week. And mentioned uh, a lot. One of my main criticisms with AEW uh, pay per views is uh, too many matches and too long. This one wasn't too long, but I thought the first half of the show, again, most of those matches should have been saved for a dynamite or a collision. Daming multi man, daming fillers. But again, the second half really made up for the lackluster first half of the show. Those uh the last three matches on the card all delivered. Like really like they I had low expectations with this uh with this pay-per-view, but after those last three matches, I was okay, this was a good end to the to the year uh for AW. I think yeah. there's a difference though between uh you know those matches should have been cut out and put on dynamite and collision versus uh Th- those matches in the first half, we didn't need them, but the second half made up for it. You get what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. Yep. Mm. So, so like, where are we here? Are are we saying that, parang oh, we we should have just fast forwarded to the final three matches, or na 
yeah, we we're okay with getting the whole show fat and all. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. Um, we should have fast forwarded to the last, the last half. That's that's what I'm saying. Uh, um, we didn't need them on the show. They should they should have been on TV. I said they would they would they would have made for great TV matches. And I guess having them on a different day, they wouldn't have. Uh, some of them wouldn't have been as bad as they were. Um, yeah. Not all, but some of them were not did not work. And uh, I I wanted them to cut cut down the fat, cut down the fat that they got. We don't need bloated pay per views. And Triple H is uh, the best um, the best example of this because his guys aren't. Yeah, some people don't get pay per view paydays, but you're not as run down the month, right? So um, I think that's the best trade off, unless super. Super good up You want everything. <laughs> you want all the time. Are we, are we not naming the fat out of fear of like repercussions? Uh, on AW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like said from the show, from the show. Yeah, yeah. I said everything until everything that wasn't the last three matches. That's what I didn't right. want to see on the show. For me, special. Ah, yeah, sorry, no. sorry. Last three matches and then the women's matches. Para me, balance. Especially mm-hmm. for me, the Swerve Dustin match. They could have just had. The segment where so where Swerve World, yung, di ba inano siya sa yung Cinder Blocks, yung Halo mm-hmm. Blocks ba yun? Yeah, yeah. They could have ended it yep. right there, but they they gave Dustin some offense, and you know, could have established that okay, Swerve is this, uh, this really great heel, this dastardly heel who did this to Dustin, and you know they could have ended right there, you know, because mm-hmm. di naman natuloy yung match, eh. so. You know, spot, so uh, for what? You, you know why? Because Tony Khan hates squashes, especially on yeah. pay-per-views. Because internet fans hate squashes, especially on pay-per-views. So because he is also of the internet fan persuasion. Uh, not because he listens to them, but because he grew up that way as well. So he thinks the same way. He thinks that it would be a big injustice, or parang masasayang um, ka for everyone involved, especially for Swerve if he doesn't get to do a nice, uh, decently long uh, pay per view match on a big show that, that will close the year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they gave him a match, even though it doesn't make sense that uh, uh, Swerve doesn't immediately kill Dustin Rhodes with his uh, with his attack, with his pre match attack. So yeah, that's the reason why. All right, so World's End ends with Samoa Joe winning the AEW World Championship and the devil finally being revealed. And I got to say, for all of the criticisms we've uh, levied towards this this whole storyline and the focus being away from the world title, I was actually sports entertained by the entire thing. And I like the reveal. I like how uh, it all went back to Adam Cole and to Roderick Strong and the Kingdom, and somehow they were able to incorporate Wardlow into this as well because Wardlow has been hinting for months that he was going to go after MJF. He was actually calling out MJF and uh, for him to naturally slide right in here to uh, whatever this is, whether it's still the Kingdom or whether it's Adam Cole and his, uh, his little club of whatever, um, I, I I like how it all went down. Uh, how they turned off the lights. Then nung yung ilaw, uh, si Adam Cole as if he'd been pulling the strings all along. The only thing for me na medyo sablay is the fact na Adam Cole is injured. And yeah, I'm not about that. It was the stupidity of the elevated set during the oh, yeah. show. Yeah. So <laughs> parang um they, they kind of booked themselves into that corner. But uh, everything else, I liked it. They stuck I the s- landing. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah the stuck line, that's for sure. I see a lot of people hating on it. Like, yeah. Why? Because it's predictable, though. No, it's predictable, and they fantasy booked themselves in a corner where they convinced themselves that it had to be someone, someone crazy, someone like Brit or uh, Roddy, even or Dolph Ziggler. That's what I'm. The the big, the big theory I saw was Dolph Ziggler because you know, big release, and Mm -hmm. they convinced themselves of that and kind of took themselves out of the story that they were telling. And I get personal preferences. You want it to be unpredictable. But if it were anyone unpredictable, it would it would be nice, yes, but it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't have made as much sense as it were Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh the Adam Cole thing was a story they've been telling all along. It only didn't seem that way because yeah, Cole got injured. And how do you how do you lead, how do you become the leader of a faction of a wrestling faction if you're injured how do you chase after uh how do you chase after a championship if you're injured and you just can't so you just settle for uh ruining the life of the guy who beat you you pretend to be his best friend you um convince him that you're not going to turn on him and then you turn on him and it's so great it's so simple and people want it to be complicated people want it to be uh as different as possible because say fuck predictability so uh it's really nice and i feel like uh if you didn't like it yes personal preference but also you weren't paying attention to the whole scope of the story that they were trying to tell yeah same thing i knew i've i have a chat on this storyline just because it took them this long to the reveal. Yun, yun lang yung, uh, but, but again, because it's cold and because he got injured, it, okay, makes sense. Diba? So for a lot of people, just because something is predictable doesn't mean it's not yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you fo- again, if you follow the entire story, it makes sense that it's Adam Cole who's the devil. Mm. And there's no one else that would have made sense kung sila yung devil. See, see this spot was literally... Uh, created for Adam Cole, so I, I I said they stuck the landing and they did because it was it was getting to a point where people were losing interest in the story. But I'm glad that they finally did the reveal and it was the right guy uh, that they revealed as the devil. Magaling yung pag uh, pagsulat nila, magaling yung pagacting ni Adam Cole. Eh. Um, they really nailed how uh, you know he he convinced Max even, and then Max was kind of stupid to trust him. And uh, it's a really nice story. Like uh, Max lets down his guard for the first time. And then we find out why he keeps his guards up. Because uh, people like Adam Cole would take advantage of him and pretend to be his best friend. And that's so good. And people, people don't, don't understand that. It, it just is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Karma din yun ni MJF oh. for what he done oh, yeah. to uh, the inner circle, the bata Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. And Wardlow. For, for, yeah, and Wardlow, oh. for being a big asshole in uh, in AEW for, for the last five years. So I, I I like how it came together. I guess my question is, which is something you alluded to, Kanina Ro, is what's the point though for an Adam Cole to go after an MJF when you can't be the champion right now? Oh yeah. That's a good question. I have actually answered this question uh, to someone else. Because people do ask ask that question. It makes sense. Why why is it him if he can't wrestle Mm. physically? Because he wanted to. Because he is the devil. 
He is now the devil. MJF is no longer the devil. Adam Cole is the devil. And the devil does whatever he wants. And Adam Cole, I guess, uh, he had his one bad day in uh, All In, right? when he lost uh, the, the championship shot. And then it all, he mentally went downhill from there. <laughs> uh, he wanted to ruin MJF's life. Uh, maybe he just wanted to uh, destroy everything that he stood for. Maybe that's it. Right? Um, Adam Cole, I trust him to, to uh, play this particular part and to uh, explain that and make it believable. Because you just want to fuck somebody up. Right? Who, who cares? I mean... You can't be champion anymore, so why not just fuck somebody else? Fuck him up, Liva. Mm. He he got injured because he was trying to come save uh, MJF. So that's even a bigger reason, even more of a reason for him to fuck MJF's life even further. Yeah, so salana ni ni MJF na Adam Cole in the first place. Yep. And all, all of this uh, overshadows the fact that there are now two Samoan guys named Joe who are world <laughs> champions. The two biggest promotions in the world. Congratulations to Samoa Joe, by the way. Very much. Which Samoa Joe? Joe. <laughs> 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 yeah, deserve, deserve. Yeah. Oh, right, I'm so ahead. happy. I'm, I'm so happy for him that he finally gets to uh, be world champion on this stage. Yeah, he got to do it in TNA or Impact. But TNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were, they weren't even number two when they were trying to be number two. I mean, they, they were only number two by default, but they weren't really number two. Yeah, whereas ito, si Joe actually gets to do it uh, on AEW. I, yeah. I really feel like Sobram missed opportunity na Joe never got to be WWE champion or universal champion. So I guess uh, this is the wrestling god's way of uh, making it up to Samoa Joe. And I like it. I, I dig uh, Joe as champion for however long this title reign is going to last. Yeah. And to and to think that you know years ago, na uh, years ago the WWE seemed to not see any in ring future for Jonah. They put him in the commentary table, you know. So I thought, or people thought that was going to be it for his in ring career. But he had a renaissance uh, in the last uh, couple of years here in AW, and now it all culminated culminated with him winning the AEW World Championship. So what a what a story for for Samoa Joe. Yeah, deserve yeah. Um, I think Madison um, talaga sa WWE. Triple H signed him, and then he had to work for Vince. And we all know how Vince feels about uh, guys who aren't in the perfect bodybuilding shape, right? uh, I, I feel like guys like Kevin Owens and Bray Wyatt, mejo ano exception to his rule. But uh, Samoa Joe, you know, Joe is proud about being a big boy, uh, not being a body guy. He can back it up in the ring with his uh with his mic and mic mic work and his uh his fighting intensity, right? But sometimes it's not enough for Vince. And then he also got hurt a lot in WWE. So I think Mada something like all around. Like if he were to come back under Triple H, he probably would have gotten the same chance. Um, assuming he could wait out young know, reigns in a Roman and Seth, right? But um I think uh Joe was also in the right place at the right time. Uh, Cole getting injured also was a big help for him. And um... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. You contract status with the MJF, which we still don't know about. We don't have any new updates on. Uh, also really helped. So uh, it's, sometimes it just takes a perfect storm of circumstances to get to where you need to go, where, where you want to go. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what the feud ni Samoa Joe heading into Revolution, which I believe is still the next big pay per view. So it's, yes. it's another couple of months before yeah. AEW goes on pay per view again. Uh, in the meantime, we have another big pay per view. What appetizer picks of the week? Because we, uh, there's so much that we missed out on during the holiday break. So let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom 18. And we don't talk about New Japan a whole lot on this show just because there's so much wrestling going around. But uh, we always have to make time for. Uh, the annual January show of New Japan, their equivalent of WrestleMania, which is Wrestle Kingdom 18 for this year. For the uninitiated, it happens every January 4, regardless of whatever day that date falls on. So this uh, year, it's going to be on Thursday. At dahil uh, Thursday, tayo nag- the live stream for this week. We're going to move the stream to Friday, January 5. Uh, just to accommodate uh, Wrestle Kingdom 18. Uh, we're going to be having a watch party over on the Discord channel. So if you want to be part of that, then... Go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as about 250 to 260 pesos a month. Uh, we're going to be having that live watch party of Wrestle Kingdom 18. All right. Um, the big, big, big matches for Wrestle Kingdom 18, uh, I would say, are the last three matches. Yeah. So yeah. we have the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship main event between Sanada. He's the, the defending champion. Taking on his former stablemate from LIJ, Tetsuya Naito. You also have the, and I really love this, the special singles match. Like Every year, I, I cannot get over how they call it a special singles match between Kazuchika Okada and Brian Danielson. So it's Okada, Danielson 2. And then the three-way match for the IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship between Will Ospreay, John Moxley, and David Finley. So those are the, the three, I would say, casual-friendly matches for uh, you know to hook people in in case you've never heard of New Japan, you've never seen New Japan, or have never seen Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. Yeah, I, I keep for, I almost forgot, actually, that the BCC boys were here. Sayang sana, kinumpleta nila. But uh, really good stuff. Um, Utah did uh, Best of the Super Juniors last year. Uh, Claudio hasn't been here yet, I think. Um, not since uh, the early 2010s, I believe. But uh, it's pretty good. Um, this is uh, the last three are gonna are gonna hit, I believe. I feel. Yep. Yeah, me too. Uh, a lot of hype coming into Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, just the. Uh, Brian Okada match alone, daming uh, from the Western audience. So that is some, that is a, the most anticipated rematch from uh, Forbidden Door uh, last June. So, so uh, this is something this is something to watch out for on Thursday. Yeah, uh, I think you meta narrative that people are watching out for is what happens to Okada after Wrestle Kingdom 18. Does he go to AEW? Does he go to WWE? Um, and with that comes the expectation that. Okada's probably going out on his back here. Sana. Uh, it's weird because um, the other guy who would beat him is not 
of NJPW. So yeah. I don't know yeah. who serves. <laughs> uh, I don't know who who serves who it serves rather if he goes out on his back. So then again, traditionally, yeah, at least from yeah. the last decade, yeah. na, 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 Wrestle Kingdom, just because uh, outsider ka doesn't mean na matik talo ka na. Look at Chris Jericho. Nung it's a bug, eh? siya. Yeah. yeah, I guess yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. Um, it, it it's just cool seeing Okada and uh, Danielson going at it again. The fact that Brian Danielson finally gets to have this dream opportunity to be part of Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm I'm really happy for the American Dragon right here. Uh, do you guys want to do predictions at least for the big three matches? Because oh, yeah, 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 sure, you know, sure. But everything else, it's like oh, okay, whatever. Um, not, <laughs> which is no offense to New Japan or like these people. It's just that uh, we just can't keep track of everything else going on here. Mm. Uh, so so yeah, let's predict the big three matches. The IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is taking the place of what used to be the Intercontinental Championship. No, it's taking the place of the United States yes, Championship. Yeah. Uh, ah, okay, okay. Uh, the story here is that uh, Finley um, broke the old US Championship belt and destroyed, no, completely destroyed it. And yeah, because uh, um, Osprey renamed it to the UK uh, Championship belt. Yeah. Um, and then he just, dist- I think Finley won it and then he destroyed it. And uh, well, and then they're there, they start, they made a new championship, and that this is it. Um, I think it's gonna be the second tier. It, it probably will take the place of uh, the void that was left by the Intercontinental Championship when it was unified. So, uh, mm. it's obviously gonna be the second tier championship for real, for real, because yeah. Hindi na landlocked yung uh, US championship nila. Yeah. I- I'm just glad now we finally get a 1A to the one of the world title again, kind of like uh, it was uh, in the previous decade. No? So, mm. uh, who do you guys think is winning here? Osprey, Finley, or Mox? NJPW, NJPW's way of booking things, um, I'm predicting David Finley because they're not going to give the title to an outsider. Uh, I know you mentioned um, uh, Mox uh, did. Take the U.S. Championship for a while. Oh, <laughs> no, especially no, COVID. no, because this is this is the first reign, so oh, they need so? to establish this. So I, I think they're gonna give it to the NJPW guy. As much as I hate, uh, nah, I I hate the inclusion of David Finley in this match. I thought it should have been just a one on one between uh, Osprey and Moxley, but because Osprey is leaving, so they need to have one of their guys in. So. Uh, again, uh, history suggests now they're gonna give it to the NJPW guys. So I'm gonna predict David Finley. I'm gonna predict Osprey to win this. Um, Osprey is leaving, yes, but he's not gone from NJPW forever. And I think they still want to have him appear. And I think having the uh, championship is the best way for him to keep appearing. I think Young Angle almost really just replace the uh, replace the championship that was not working for them. Instead of you know kicking someone else or sending someone off, so I think Finley is here to eat the pin and not have uh, Moxley lose. Um, it's Osprey, and if it's not Osprey, it's Moxley because he was a former IWGP champion as well. Yeah, remember now Osprey is like such a super baby face in Japan. Uh, yeah. He is. Oh yes, yes he is. Yeah, so that, it's kind of weird, but uh, you know uh, we get to see that on Thursday. All right, uh, ito, Okada Danielson too. Okada won the first one in Forbidden Door, right? No, yes. Daniel. Oh, yeah. No, Wait, Daniel. No, no, it was Danielson. Sorry. Yeah. yeah he, he, uh, nag-top out si Yohada kay yeah, Danielson. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. My bad, my bad. So, 
uh, does Okada tie things up here? Or if Okada's uh, on his way out na nga talaga, the, it has to be Danielson. So Danielson sweeps it here at 2-0. Okada will win this match okay. to get even. If Okada goes to AEW, then Danielson wins, I think. Because they can still have Okada beat him in a third re- in a second rematch. Right? But if not, if he's going to WWE, I feel like Okada is winning. Because uh, you do have to get your win back. And even if it doesn't quite make sense on its face, I would still say that it's not a bad move. Because you know, you're sending off your guy in an honorable way. He did serve you. He, he did save the company for the past decade. So let's, let's honor the guy and keep his memory, leave the memories alone. Yeah, AJ Styles actually won in his mm. final Wrestle Kingdom match. Yeah. So let's remember that. Mm. Uh, back in 2016, he beat Nakamura. Mm. No. Granted, Nakamura was also on his way out, whereas AJ Styles got uh, got to put over Kenny and the Bullet Club when they turned on him at New Year's Dash. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, this is another one, another one of those things where anything can happen. Di pa rin natin alam. All right. Yeah, uh, let's close it out with Sanada versus Tetsuya Naito. This is Naito's Drew McIntyre moment. Uh, Naito is the Drew McIntyre of the of of NJPW in that uh, he won the big championship uh, during the co- during the COVID pandemic. So halos walang tao or konti lang tao, and he didn't get the the big reaction that. He, he wanted, he deserved, or many people felt that he deserved, which is basically the same story as Drew McIntyre right now. So I feel like they owe it to him. And uh, while Sanada is great, uh, he's still pretty popular. He's still pretty over, even though uh, he's not at the peak of his popularity. And um, Sanada will always you know, get the championship back. He's still pretty young, still pretty good. And uh, you know, so he's still in pretty good physical condition. So I feel like they're gonna give Naito the the actual thank you championship that he deserves. Same thing here, um, Naito. I will root for Naito as a big Naito fan. Um, it was uh, ang, ang ko lang no is he can, he can, he will uh, get to do his roll call without someone beating him up at the end of Wrestle Kingdom, just like uh, Kenta did. Few years ago, which I'm still <laughs> mad at, and uh, they did that, you know, because give the guy his moment. Like, after all the years of him losing in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom, they can't have they can't give the guy a moment to finish his roll call. So, yun lang. Uh, just give him his flowers, just give him his moment. Because we, Naito, honestly, I don't expect. Much I don't expect uh, a lot of years left in Naito. His body's beaten up. Uh-huh. Uh, he is is wrestled the same style that he's been wrestling for almost fifteen years now. So, um, I think he's at the point of his career na malapit. Like, mala- I think malapit na siyang pumunta sa territory nila Tanahashi. Na they're not the main acts anymore, but they're still wrestling. So, as as much as they can, they should. Uh, have Naito have his uh, run here. So I'll go with Naito. All right. So for those, uh, again, who are interested in Wrestle Kingdom, finding a way to check it out, uh, you can be part of our virtual watch parties, our Wrestle Res- uh, Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Discord, uh, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 to 260 pesos a month. Uh, the show starts, what, 3.30 p.m. Manila time, tamaba? Yes. Uh, no, no, 2.30 p.m. Manila time. 
Yeah, that's if you want to catch. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, three thirty p.m. another time because the main show starts at four thirty in Japan. So that's that matter. Sorry. Yeah. So that includes you got your New Japan Rumble or the New Japan Rumble, if you want to call it that, uh, and all the other undercard matches. Um, I believe our guy Robbie Eagles is not on the card this year. He is not. Medyo manipes. Iba yung pinapushnela for the junior heavyweight uh, singles and tag team championships. Yeah. So if you want some representation, uh, you get TJP. He's there challenging for the uh, junior heavyweight. The, yeah. yeah, junior heavyweight tag team championship match. Mm-hmm. Jeff Cabolarin, diba? Yeah. Uh, not on the card yeah. this year. Yeah. So there, uh, that's uh, Wrestle Kingdom 18, New Japan Pro Wrestling's equivalent of WrestleMania happening on Thursday, Manila time. We'll take a break. That was a lot. Uh, when we come yeah. back, we'll get through our picks of the week. Let's see if we can speed run this. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts right here on the Pod Network. And we're back with our picks of the week. We will start with Chinos and Yunkanya is this video that's been going around on the internet featuring the AEW women's division doing the I'm a wrestler, but blah, blah, blah. So uh, if you're not aware of this meme or this trend that's been going around on Reels and on TikTok, it's basically uh, people who fall under a particular category and uh, either... Uh, making fun of the stereotypes or actually telling you about um, you know, uh, the people that fall under said category. So a few weeks ago when I saw the reality TV stars I follow from Survivor and The Amazing Race and they were saying, oh, I'm a reality TV star, blah, blah, blah. So I guess it was a matter of time until someone did that for wrestling. And uh, for, for wrestling, you know, it features the AEW women's division between uh, Soraya and uh, Chris Statlander, Willow Nightingale, Marina Shafir, Nyla Rose, Aubrey Edwards. Uh, so, that's it. Timeless Tony Storm. Uh, Riho had a cameo yeah. in which she did not speak. Uh, so, yeah, um, China says it was a funny and self-deprecating look into how the public looks at female wrestlers. And he says it's very glaring, especially considering it um, some current conversations and allegations going around surrounding the AEW locker room once again. It was funny, but it was also really resonant. Uh, I mean, at first, it feels lighthearted and entertaining. But when you really think about it, when you if you are able to get past uh, the funny part of it, uh, it really reveals how, especially... Yung kay Chris na part, yung dulo, it mm. really sold everything on the nose about like uh, if you didn't get it after that, then you're kind of dense, right? But um, she said that everyone still hates them, even though uh, they try so hard and they try so hard to improve, diba? For whatever reason, diba? Whether it's because uh, they're being compared to the men unfavorably, or whether because you don't really want to see women succeed, no matter what you say. Um, it's really, really good because it should make you feel uncomfortable. It's one of those things that if you are guilty of putting the women second, if if you're not, if you don't value them as much as the the male wrestlers, or if you feel that they're just eye candy for your um, your own perverse amusement, then it should make you feel uncomfortable. Um, whether or not you feel that tama yung sinasabi nila or mali kasi I'm not like that. But I'm not one of those guys that uh, doesn't value the women wrestlers. Um, it is a disarming way to tell some pretty uncomfortable truths about um, women in the wrestling industry. So um, some of it you can apply to uh, the local industry, whether you're a man or a woman. Uh, syempre, um, there are people that still hate 
you know, local wrestling or don't like or look down on local wrestlers, no matter how hard they try. But for the most part, it really is about the women, right? about how some people around them are perverts, uh, about how uh, some of it is funny, like, you know, you know, uh, body parts coming in close contact. Right? Mm. So uh, a lot of it is uh, it's really it's really, really good. And um, I hope that it's it's something that a lot of people, a lot of fans, every fan in the world who is on the internet, they need to see this. Because um, if you are, if you feel offended by it, then you should be offended by it. I agree with everything Rose said uh, with regards to this video. Uh, yes, it's funny, but it has a much deeper meaning than than a lot of people may think. All I'm gonna say is. Well, I love the idea that the women themselves uh, created this. Uh, it, it's since been taken down from whoever originally posted it. Oh, we, we can't yeah. find the original source. I, I, I will add that I wish there was more backing from AW in itself to feature the women more. Because yeah. we can talk about this. Na parang, yeah, you know, you're right. Uh, the women don't get the respect that they deserve. But where's the political will to book them in more than one token women's match slash segment? On an episode of Dynamite Collision or Rampage. To be clear, I, I don't actually know if it's taken down. I, I don't I don't know that. Uh, I don't know who posted it at first. Um, nobody knows if it's getting to AEW or AEW asked them to put it down. I, I haven't seen any stories or word on it. Right, um, right, right. We're not I've seeing seen, that. Yeah. I've seen other people share it. That's how I saw it. So I can't trace it to who posted it. I have a feeling it was Soraya because Soraya featured in a lot of the skits. So uh, I, I can't tell. <laughs> um, we're not saying that. But I will agree that if it is true, especially it's the last part in Chris Statlander, uh, he knows he hasn't been doing enough. And um, if, he did, if he did ask them to take it down, then it is kind of telling. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, again, that's all we're going to say about that. And if anyone's trying to bait us into talking about you <laughs> Allegations that are being talked about on Twitter. Go to Twitter. If you want to discuss that stuff, you do it. Because we don't know all the facts. Uh, We're not going to take part in he said, she said stuff unless my conclusive reporting and evidence. So you want to take part of that discourse, you do it. I don't care. All right. Uh, Let's go to to yung picks. Rowan and Emil, both of them are from MWF Noche Buena. We're going to start with Rowan, who picked the all-women's four-way match between Super P, Joya, Chelsea Marie, and Patricia Ligaya. So Rowan said he felt that the match was special and that he was happy for the women who performed in a main event caliber match. And he felt like they really pushed themselves to the limit and uh, gave everything to it. Sabi niya, everyone had their moment to shine and... For him, Joya was the MVP for carrying the match. And he also loved the pre-match video package and the post-match promo that uh, made him think that they were uh, that MWF was going to re- uh, reveal that, oh, hey, here's the MWF Women's Championship. Pero wala pala. Um, what he did realize, though, is that the match uh, put over the women's boot camp and the MWF factory uh, with Super P telling the female fans what Crystal once told her. Now, come train with us. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't say anything about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, speak on <laughs> behalf of uh, Rowan yeah. here. It was a fun match. It was a fun match because, first of all, it's a multi-man. And the thing with MWF kasi, is matches like these stand out because usually, you Manila rules, it's, you know, it's the same, you know, five, or three points and five points. But with this one, it's like 
you know, it's it's a crash derby. You know, a lot they they went in, they uh, got their stuff in, and it, a lot of the spots really popped the crowd. It was it was a really fun match, and it was something that I I am happy that I was there in attendance for it because it's I think this is a landmark match for NWF. Now finally they have it's it's a small division, but it's. Somehow there's a resemblance now of a division in there. And again, Thomas Iron when he said now, uh, you know, it's pretty much a promotion for the for the boot camp uh, to invite uh, more uh, women to train with them and you know I know to show people now, hey, women can also do the things that men does in the ring. So it was it, it was a fun match. It was I'm glad that they also put it in the prime in a prime spot on the card, the uh, uh, second to the last. So it it was it was everyone I think in the venue enjoyed it as well. So it was it was a fun match. In in true analyst form, I will provide a little bit of insight on this. Okay. One, this is the closest that we have come in the entire ten year run of this phase of. Uh, Philippine wrestling history. This is the closest we have come to having an actual women's division. Like this is the most, uh, I, I believe this is the most active female wrestlers that we have had in one company. Uh, could be wrong, but uh, this is, you know, uh, really, really close. Uh, otherwise, because we've had to import people, we've had to import women. No, no, we had four women no, no. Uh, homecoming. Then, we yeah, had but, four, right? yeah, but we had, uh, here we have five with Crystal. Right? Right. Uh, yeah, we we had a fifth with Crystal as well. No homecoming. Yeah, but uh, she had. I uh, know. Well, okay, sure, sure. But uh, right now, okay, so right now, this is the closest thing to uh, natural women's division, and uh, it w- the the boot camp was promoted. The factory was promoted because we do need people. We do need these people. If you want a women's championship, we do need more women. It can't be. Uh, right now, it can't be four people. <laughs> yeah, four people does not a division make. Yeah. Yeah, um, not yet, not yet. What I want to happen is for one of those women in attendance to actually make it to, to the roster. And when yeah. he's challenging for the championship or whatever, my clip of yeah. this woman appearing <laughs> during this all-women's four-way match from Noche Buena 2023. The same way that WWE is able to somehow find Kevin Owens in the crowd at WrestleMania 18 at the Sky Bowl. So, you know, something like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope we get I hope we get that someday, you know. Mm, one day, one day. All right, Emil, talk about your pick from Noche Buena. All right, so my pick from Noche Buena. Uh, it aired actually last uh, last week, so this is part of that pick of, of mm. our pick. Of the oh week. yes, yeah. It's the uh, the uh, main event, the Matira Matiba elimination match, uh, featuring the MWF All Stars, Fabio McKissick, Nigel Sanose, Danny Zamora, and Robin Singh against All Plata Mata, uh, JDL. Uh, Kurt Jimenez, Main Max, and David Ravenna. Um, so again, this probably was the biggest match in MWF history, I think, up until this, up until this point. I said this is a conclusion of a almost year plus long story of MJ uh, of uh, Fabio and uh, JDL for the for that title, no and. Again, um, a lot of unpredictability coming into that match. The the yung twist talaga na ni yung dalawang matitira will fight for the championship really added to it. Because if it's just an ordinary uh elimination match, okay, pero like that twist really added to it. And you know, I, I'm glad na yung part of the elimination match was kind of short, and the real like the real main event of it was the a match between uh, Main Max and uh, JDL. 
Um, although I will comment a couple of things about it. The first one is, uh, yung yung turn ni Danny was kind of weird because after that, for a while, the crowd was kind of sat on their hands because it was heel versus heel because someone just turned heel and you had the heel faction. So like there was a point where I don't know who I'm rooting for because this guy was an asshole <laughs> for turning on on his mentor and then you got the other side of the heels, right? And second, ito yung sa final cut na. I, you know, they didn't show yung pagpull ni Stan, the referee, oh. and the, the expression that Stan has on his face of parang may regret because Big Match is also his guy, but when it when it comes down to it, he picks uh he picks uh, JDL and and again that was uh the crowd ate that ate that all up uh that in that in that main event so. I love that match. Uh, love everything, and I I think I already said this to you, Ro. Yung commentary, like no, no, not your brain. I I was at a spot where I can hear you scream. I can hear you like just rooting for main Max, and and yung expectations got this a final cut. It was the the commentary delivered, the match delivered, everyone delivered. You stand delivered on that <laughs> incredible <laughs> heel performance there. So yeah, congratulations and. Again, this was a conclusion of a year-long storyline. They actually pulled it off. And now heading into 2024, there's a new story now in there. And they made, you know, y'all made Max probably the most sympathetic baby face in MWF uh for the next year. So may ano na done, may groundworks are done for the next year or so. All right. Thanks, Emil. Uh yeah, yeah we can't really say anything else. Other <laughs> yeah, than you can't say anything about Thank that. You. That's why, you know, I was giving you all props, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to watch the match, it's available on YouTube, the MWF yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, sir. If you want to hear everything, and if you want to also not see what I did when the referee got pulled out, <laughs> go to the YouTube channel to not see it. I don't know, man. You know, lang yano ko, yung aling ambag ko. because that was a very important part of the match. Eh. Yung pag, I think yung, yung pull out mo kay referee. Eh. I, I so, feel na um. It wasn't. It, it it was failed to to be caught on camera, diba? I think uh, hindi lang talaga nakuha. So I think uh, malas lang na hindi siya umabotan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It do be like that. Yeah, yeah it do be like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to Rose pick from Dynamite. I'll keep this short um, because the last pick is going to be about this as well. But it was uh, Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson. Um, this was historic because it was Eddie's first career win against Brian Danielson. Like he had never beaten Brian Danielson before this, and uh, not only was his was it his ticket to the finals, the Continental Classic, but yeah, it was that historic career moment for him, and uh, he was on a tear here. Um, I certainly didn't think that he was uh, going to make it all the way to the result, um, to the final result, diba? uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. And I think everyone did a good job of setting the table to make Eddie look like a legit underdog. And that's the beauty of these tournaments, of these sports-like tournaments, that you can actually set up... Uh, the story in such a way that uh, the journey is believable. And that makes, in turn, the result really believable. Uh, it helped that uh, the news was put out there that Brian wanted this tournament to happen because he wanted to be in the G1. Then you have Swerve. Uh, 
is the favorite or is, is one of the favorites. Uh, Brian was also one of the favorites because it was his type of match. He asked for it. And um, again, you go up to Moxley as well. Uh, no slouch as well. So uh, where does that leave Eddie Kingston? He, he was the uh, NJPW strong open weight and the uh, no, Ring of Honor world champion going in. But in against a stacked field like that, none of those two championships matter because it's the best of the best or most of the best of the best uh, in AEW. Right? So uh, really, really great stuff. And Eddie wrestled his ass off to make his path to uh, the finals believable. So that's what I really loved about this. I love Brian being the big heel here, uh, even though Brian isn't uh, generally a heel. Because BCC are, you know, they just are. They're like Minoru yeah. Suzuki in New Japan. They just are. Um, you know, Brian just uh, being very condescending towards Eddie Kingston. Because I mean, personal that, history, yeah. Oh, uh, but you know, yeah. just nailing that in. You're a bum. You're a bum, and trying to injure, <laughs> uh, yeah, to injure Eddie to really maim him and uh, say, you know, you're the king of the bums. Yeah, and sobrang ganda because. It really made Kingston such an underdog against Brian, as if he weren't an underdog and enough of an underdog already, diba. So um ang ganang setup to uh to Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley at World's End, which is my pick of the week. But yeah, before go for we it. get there, sasabihin ko lang na sobrang naging uh, poetic then yung journey ni Eddie Kingston because uh it, it's like the BCC boys were the the big bosses he had to mm. defeat. Yeah. He had Claudio first, and then he had Brian right uh, in the semis, mm. and then he had Mox in the finals. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. journey, uh, which really caps off the Eddie Kingston story in the Continental Classic. And I think all of us here had counted Eddie Kingston out, especially oh, yeah. after the first couple of losses. Para, oh, okay, para gago. Yeah, yeah, he, he sold it. Titles on the line, yeah. right? <laughs> Uh, he, he'll come out looking like an idiot and then he comes out and gets on a winning streak uh, gets to close out the year with with wins right? just like the Detroit Pistons did except Eddie Kingston uh. actually achieved something uh, which is to, to be the Triple Crown champion and that match with Mox um, you know after the slug which has been the first couple of hours of World's End nagising ako with Kingston versus Moxley because of how uh, how hard they hit they finally got to have that that Japan style match right? yeah Parang, uh, Mox was saying, uh, you didn't give me your best last time. And Kingston finally showed Mox that I can hang with you and I can beat you. And then the way that he defeated Mox, while decisive, wasn't one of those yung parang, I put you down with my finisher. Diba? It was mm. one of those, parang, oh, puta pa si Eddie Kingston. So that was also nice because there is still that bit of Eddie Kingston got lucky. Like for three seconds, he was the better wrestler. And um, in, in the narrative that we're trying to tell here, sometimes that's all it takes. That's all that matters. So I'm really happy for Kingston for you know overcoming the whole king of the bum shtick and um, getting to hold on to his life's work and to be the uh, to be the triple crown champion that he'd always looked up to in was that Misawa or Kobashi? No, 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 Kawada. 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 Kawada Misawa. Kawada yeah. Misawa. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Those Thank are you. his heroes. Yeah, yeah, but to finally be like his his heroes from all Japan and to be a triple crown himself in America, that's a huge deal, and I'm really happy for the Mad King here. It's it's funny, sorry, real quick, Emil. Um, it's funny that uh, Kingston's main bread and butter now, his biggest stories are people doubting him because he doesn't look like your typical <laughs> your typical champion. So that's pretty good. Um, I think it's something that uh, Kevin Owens has sometimes been trying to do. But not always because they don't really go all in on it. So um, it's good that Kingston found this, even though it's a little bit self-deprecating. But it's okay because he can sell it. He can really sell his self-hatred. <laughs> and he's older. Yeah. He's yeah. older than most of his peers. He's in yeah. his early 40s by now. 
Jangan senpai ni ana ni Moxie. Yeah, so also the um uh this whole thing, I, I believe how the BCC were written uh in contrast um you know with regard to Eddie Kingston, it's the best argument for uh maybe we should do away with faces and heels. Maybe we should just paint people some of them by their behavior but also some of them uh by how they interact and how their relationships are with other people on the roster so you know it's it's very sports i some people don't like the sports uh don't like the realistic sports side of it i say you know they, they see pro wrestling as sports entertainment but it's the sports that give you the entertainment i would just i, I don't know maybe you already mentioned this but loki one of the best stories this year is uh eddie kingston overcoming the bcc diba? Mm. uh he Overcame Claudio nung uh, yep. Sana uh, mentioned that. The yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that's it. And then again, um, Eddie Kingston's style of wrestling isn't my cup of tea, but I really enjoyed the last couple of matches in the Continental Classic. Those two the, the, against Brian and Moxley, and it's not just because he's up against two of the best, but also because Eddie Kingston brought his A game, and I really enjoyed it and. Um, I guess I found myself a bigger Eddie Kingston fan now than I was back then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, those are our picks of the week. Let us know what yours are. You know where to find us on Twitter and on TikTok. It is at Wrestling2XPod. Uh, again, reminder, your live stream natin will be on Friday night. This is how we do it. Uh, in 2024 <laughs> to my Wrestle Kingdom tayo on Thursday so if you want to be part of that watch party go to our Discord subscribe to our Patreon and we will catch you on Friday 7pm when we break down the rest of the week in wrestling along with the events of Wrestle Kingdom 18 so I'm not going to be there but Ro and Emil and Rowan will be uh, I will be at the PBA doing game experience hype man duties uh, so you guys um, uh, will still be in good hands with Ro, Emil and Rowan on Friday in the meantime, thank you so much to Babyface producer Jasper and everyone over at the Pod Network for all of the work that they do behind the scenes. And thank you for continuing to support us in 2024. We can't wait to announce some of the stuff we have cooking, some immediate ones concerning the Royal Rumble, and some uh, as it relates to WrestleMania and our 10th anniversary. Wow, yeah. So that's uh, in about uh, T-minus three months. Mm. So we're looking forward to Season 10 of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Until then, we got to close the books on this episode. On behalf of Emil Nate and Romoran, my name is Stan C. Saying stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Later, weirdos. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.